Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday listen to Conversation with Unc hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Ladies and gentlemen, you want experience during your football season? Well, buckle up, sweet cheeks. That's all we need! We've got all the experience in the world. This is I Want Your Flex with Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. Mike and Dan break down everything you need to set your lineups. From position rankings to starts and sits, the guys help you make those hard decisions. And now, let's get your flex on. Here's Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. Super Bowl 56 is set. We will take a while and look ahead to that when we feel the time is appropriate. Right now is an appropriate time for us to look back at these two 
conference championship games, get a real feel of what the NFL was this past season, and also continue our draft of the 2022 fantasy football season. We are through three rounds right now. We have three more rounds to go. So today it's round four. Myself, Mike Harmon, and our executive producer, Ryan Bershinger, will get together and conduct this draft. 12 picks going down today. It should be exciting. Get Mike on Twitter at Swollen Dome. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Beyer on Fox. Mike, so it's set. Cincinnati Bengals taking on the Los Angeles Rams in Super Bowl 56. Half of it believable. The other half, not so much if you were to rewind all the way back to week one of the NFL season. But that's what I think is going to make this Super Bowl intriguing is that we have one team that maybe we thought could have a chance to be there and one that no one predicted would even come close to this. But that's what we got in Super Bowl 56. New narratives, new heroes old logos that get to be revisited. I mean, I know you're a big fan of the colors and yes. uniforms end and zones. everything else. The so end the zone designs are, are have been on my mind for about a week. Right? Yeah, so I'm Bengals on a, getting there. I'm, I'm jacked up about that. I'm on a message board that deals only with Super Bowl end zones. I love and, it. and there are some idiots on that board that I don't want to call them idiots on the board, but you make a post and then three posts later people are saying and wondering the same thing and pointing out, and it's like, hey, idiot, just scroll up and look at the post three times. It's, it's not even, Mike, it's not even on page 92 of 95. It's on page 95 of 95. It's the same thing that I just posted, you know, 18 hours ago that somebody else regurgitates, and it just drives me nuts of what the end zones are going to look like in the Super Bowl. All right, I digress. I, I, I'll, well, forget about Super Bowl end zones. Maybe that'll be for next week. Uh, the Rams can just use one of theirs that are already in, which will probably happen. Bengals will have a good look. But anyway, let's focus on the Cincinnati Bengals. I be- dig that. Be- I dig the passion. It's it's. Look, <laughs> it's go ahead. Okay. Let it out, the man. The great thing about Super Bowl end zones when you and I grew up and not so much when Ryan grew up because they had moved away from this, but were the dueling helmet end zones. Yes. And one of them had the actual helmet, and then the other one had the conference logo in that helmet, and then the team name in the middle. And the NFL has done different variations throughout the years. They moved away from helmets. I think Super Bowl Thirty was the last time they had the dueling helmets in the end zones. They've moved them onto the field. They've done different things. But now all they do is they just put the logo and the team name in the end zone. And to me, that is so boring. I want a jazzed up field. I want two helmets in there. I want a conference logo. Put the NFL logo at midfield like you always do and Super Bowl logos at the, the 25-yard line. That's all. That That's how a field should look. I think we grew up in the heyday of when Super Bowl fields look their best. Well, I mean, you could do them all in LED lights now to <laughs> kind of go off in different High colors. Tech. Well, I mean, when, look, when their team scores, you know, if you score in the end zone, it's a, in, in your end zone, it's a bonus. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm with you. Try, you. You've got all sorts of places to put the extra touches or whatever. And I'm curious to go back to SoFi and see what it looks like because I've been to a couple of games. And I got to say, as much as I like the stadium, it's been kind of stayed mm, and kind of boring. You also hated around. the food, right? Food was terrible. <laughs> it's not So, good. you know, here's the beauty of it. Super Bowl, you know you can go to a good tailgate outside you so hope, you got yeah. that going for you otherwise just make one your own right buy your you know large green tv get your extra bag of uh pork rinds or i guess now hattie b's down in nashville selling uh, fried chicken skins and we can get it all happening dan i've got some 
I, I could pass them along. I got some at home. The this you know Instagram ads of yeah. the of the packaged uh, Hattie B's chicken skins. I've got a couple left over if you want. They weren't nice. bad. They're just a little rich. They're just a little right. little rich. Yeah. No, little... I'm I'm, hi- I'm mild, uh, highly intrigued at this point. But no, the Bengals look left for dead. And as much as I want to celebrate them, I, I don't think. And I'm fearful that the media as a whole is going to give the Chiefs a pass, you know, for decisions and play calls and Patrick Mahomes doing that thing like you were on the old electric football game and your quarterback <laughs> just started spinning around. It's like, yes. no, he's he's not moving anymore. We have to stop the yes. play. He's not just found a spot and he's just spinning in circles. It was that kind of feel to it where you're just shaking your head going, what are we doing? You got three a three-man rush and you've not, you, you didn't do anything to solve it. Tyreek Hill's invisible. The screen game and the run game that was so effective early. Look how much McKinnon was a big part of the early success. He disappears. You have a couple of phantom penalties that aren't called. You know, a third and one at the one for for the Bengals. The left guard clearly moves. Yeah, no call. Uh, it's like, what are we doing? And, and officiating is a whole other thing. I've got like a three-hour podcast on how to well, fix the NFL here at another time. I, I think that this – and this is how I look at the, the the AFC championship game. And I think that you're right. And I and I, I and I think that your point bringing up of, of the Chiefs getting blame is a valid one. And I actually think it's the only one. We, we rave on how Cincinnati has played – but when you look at what Joe Burrow did at the end of the regular season and you look at what he's done in the playoffs, it's not night and day, Mike, but it's, you know, late morning to early evening. Like they aren't they aren't they aren't the same. Like they aren't like Joe Burrow has been good in the playoffs. He hasn't been, wow, look at Joe Burrow. He's made a couple of key runs on third downs and right, those in that, are huge, yes. Yeah, in the in that game against the the Chiefs in the AFC championship game. But this is a team that also had troubles in the red zone. The uh, running game wasn't great. It was was great on their final drive in overtime. But this the Bengals team, and that's the crazy thing of it. That's why I think it's so reflective of the AFC this year. When there were so many teams still in the playoff picture, what, three weeks left to go? We had like 13 mm-hmm. teams still in the playoff picture. It was crazy. It was because no one was great. No one was taking control. And everybody had their flaws. And the, the tip of the cap to the Bengals for just sticking around. I'm not even I don't even know what they did well in that game against the Chiefs Mike except hang around and let the Chiefs self-destruct. So I think your point is very well taken. I think we kind of get wrapped up in Joey B and Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow was was fine in the Chiefs game, but I don't think it was a magical performance that we saw from the Cincinnati Bengals quarterback that is making everybody, you know, think that this Super Bowl matchup is a dream matchup with two uh two good quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, 250 and 2. You mentioned the third down run. I think those are the ones you circle if you're going to give a nod to Burrow on anything in this. You know, single coverage on Jamar Chase should just be a felony, Uh, much like, you know, in the other game, losing Cooper Cup. But we'll get to that in a minute. Um, You know, there was there's one play that, you know, my brother texted me. I was out and my daughter had a soccer scrimmage. So I've got it on a screen while I'm kind of trying to pay attention to stuff. I see it live. I'm like, all right, that doesn't work. And then my phone dies. So I'm like, all right, I can't go back and watch it again, whatever. Finally get plugged in and probably watch the play 30 times when Mixon gets the the big first down. And look, this take, again, the Chiefs gave this game away. Don't don't misconstrue it all. Uh, But Mixon looks like he's going to cut behind his offensive lineman 
and break for Pater, but instead kind of falls to the ground and gets bumped by his own guy and jumps up and drops the ball. And they eventually tell Andy Reid, it's like, well, he gave himself up. I'm like, I don't think he gave himself up. It looks like he fell and then started to celebrate as if he'd been tackled. No different than a guy dropping the ball at the one-yard line (laughs) or forgetting he's not in college anymore and putting the ball down after picking up sure. a first down on a reception, you know, and looking like a dope. This was the same thing to me, but it got no review. The, the crew on CBS, look, Jim Nance was half asleep for the entire game. I got to call it what it is. And I put it up on Twitter, one of the promos he read. It's like I'd ask for my money back from anybody that's associated with the live read. But, like, he and Romo and even the rules analysts had no idea. Well, he might be, you know, doing about the line of scrimmage. So they do a deep dive as to how many guys were on the line of scrimmage. It's like, no. Mm-hmm. No. Come on. Someone's got to be able to figure this out. Um, but it is – you know what it is it's history and the chiefs have only themselves to blame right the second down near pick eli apple should have walked into the end zone the third down they get the ball you know tries to get it to hill and you get the pick but going back to the end of regulation before the butker field goal right you're down in the red zone and there's no sense of urgency you're not running the ball. Mm-hmm. You're not. You're not screen like none of that. You've taken it away, and then Mahomes has all day. It's like I know we we joked about it last year, Dan, for the Super Bowl and the 497 lateral yards. He had plenty of time to at least decide. All right, I'm gonna go pick up three or four yards, or get out of the the pocket, get out of the tackles, just throw the ball away and live to see another down. Instead, you know, it's the twists and the turns, the same things we've killed other quarterbacks for all season and he ends up taking that sack on third down yeah he's it it's funny i was talking to because we were we were on the air during that time and and ryan bershing our executive producer was producing the show and i i I said to the guys and this isn't a made-up story i did say bursh and i'm gonna ask you to to, uh to get the mic on we were talking about how burrow was excuse me mahomes was being loose with the ball yes in that scenario and just of, of twisting in the wind. That, thank you for the contribution, Ryan. That's of all course. I need. No, <laughs> I, I can I can affirm <laughs> said conversation occurred. Thank you. I have no I, more questions. I literally for just this wanted witness. him to say yes. yes. That, that's what I wanted. Don't worry, Bursch will be back in like five minutes. We're going to start our, our our draft. But uh, but he was being loose with the ball, and then the the fumble actually happened. And yeah, it's trying to make something happen. I also think thought Kansas City tried to get cute with the time to make sure that they were going to run a certain amount of time off that they weren't going to allow Cincinnati to get the football back. I think they were trying to be cognizant of that. Your your point about the mix and uh, fumble or the I, I don't even know if it's a fumble. What, I don't know whatever you, you want to call yeah. it, I, I don't know. My whole question would be though: Would we be getting into? Would we be getting into a situation? You know, like would imagine if Cincinnati. If that was called a fumble, like are we are we are we overblowing it? Like it did Joe Mixon kind of gave himself up, right? And I think that was the explanation given to Andy Reid. But if you all of a sudden call that a fumble, like are we getting are we getting two Greg Brady exact words, you know, with the Brady Look bunch sort you. of thing Nicely. here? I know I bring back a reference from fifty years ago that that nobody really understands, but I know you do, and that's where I just that would be the tough part for me. Like if Cincinnati ended up they called if they called the fumble it was recovered by the Chiefs, let's just say, and then Kansas City goes down and wins, you know, like are we really? You know, is that is that really in the spirit of the call? That would be the only thing that I would say. I think we'd have more, much more controversy, and then we think that the NFL is rigged for the Chiefs to win or to go to the Super Bowl if if that was Ooh, the scenario. Look at you. 
Yeah, I think the Pandora's box. See, there were some other things up. that you, some might argue it was rigged the other way. Tony Romo was talking about victory for the Bengals at the end of the third quarter. So let's get super sleuth in here, Dan. <laughs> no, uh, but like with that play, it, it's interpretation, and and that's fine. That's that's the way it goes. So in the end, I I argue that it was more he thought he was tackled and flipped the ball, mm-hmm. yeah. which is not the same as giving yourself up. Sure. Okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but but it's it's all semantics. The field goal from McPherson went through, and and we're celebrating the Bengals and all Bengals passed. Yeah. Ken Anderson and Chris Collinsworth, folks, will see that he actually played football. It's all good things. <laughs> well, I just I, I it's funny because I actually was thinking I hate it when guys who like have a knee down and an elbow down, a shin down, and then they still pop back up and take off. Well, sure. Like it's just it's just a complete waste of our time because now now the review you know, now the booth has to look at it and it's like you know when you're down. You know, like you know when your knee or elbow touches. And that's that would be that, like that play and I'm not saying that that coincides with mixing, but what ends up happening is we end up having to look at a play because a guy tries to extend it, even though he was already down. I just I would be afraid we would open Pandora's box if it came to the came to that situation. I I listen. I I still don't know what Cincinnati did great, but that's not meant to be a criticism. I think yeah. it just is so reflective Succeed of proceed. Yeah, Evan McPherson is really good. Yeah, yeah. That's that. That's what they do well. They kick field goals. What What do the Rams do well? What, what do the Rams do well in getting to the NFC? We'll put a bow on that, and then we'll start our, our our fantasy draft. What did you think about the Rams win over the Niners in the NFC title game? Well, I, again, you know, down in the final two minutes, looking at the the 49ers, you know, because Garoppolo is getting absolutely brutalized uh, every which way. Um, I don't know why you're calling three pass plays when you're get about two minutes left and you're down a field goal and your team is built on running the football. But you know, that's just me, Dan. <laughs> that's that's me being the well, hey, what what why are we abandoning this? Yeah, and they had banded it I mean, I know that they didn't have the running game where they wanted to go, but it seemed like even throughout the game that it was not yep. their uh not their forte. Like, slipped away. Yeah, I, I I think that they I think that they totally got away with it. I also don't think that Jimmy Garoppolo's interception to seal the game was the determining factor. I mean, the optics of the play were not good, of him just throwing up a pass, sure, and and having it go you know nowhere. But if he ends up being sacked in, from that spot, it's then what fourth down. They've got fourth, and yeah, twenty eight, yeah, 30 yeah, or like the, it became, yeah, yeah. It just like like to me, it's it just doesn't, you know, like there's they had one timeout remaining. There's not a lot of hope. Like I actually understand what Jimmy Garoppolo was trying to do, but I just think that it's such an easy way for people to pile on Jimmy G on that last play sure. and be like, fitting way to end. Well, he was also sacked on the previous play, and then was you know being pressured by Aaron Donald on that play. I and think the that ball Jimmy, went right through his receiver's hands. Yeah, it, it, like, you know, you may yeah. not have liked the angle, the trajectory, the speed at which the ball was released, or how it was released. It was a playable ball for yeah, the receiver. Exactly. And so not, I, not getting much, and really not solving any problems, but certainly not. You know, the the interception to me, you know, is. I just shrugged my shoulder and said, well, that's that's the way it goes. But running game, as you said, Mitchell 11 for 20 on the day. The screen game was non-existent. You had a couple of big plays from Debo Samuel, a couple to Ayuk, but otherwise a pretty quiet 
quiet day overall. For the Rams, Matthew Stafford got away with one. Yes. Right? Tart intercepts the ball. You still got a, a 49er lead at that point. And, oh, who knows? Maybe that's the one that breaks their back. But instead, new life, away, you know, away you go. Um, again, you know, I'm, this is not on the officiating. It's the mechanics of the game, Dan. If I'm going to do LED lights uh, in the end zones, I, I also want like a big glowing red box. How do we not have a play clock gets to zero and sirens go off <laughs> or it starts an alarm and it's 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 an official's judgment call? Are you flipping kidding me? Ah, uh, yes. The old look at the clock and then see if the ball has been snapped. Eh, maybe maybe it's a second. Maybe it's two. It's a nice leisurely. Imagine, and, imagine and it happened a couple of times in this game, but we see it all the time. It's like, how is that not more precise? And be, you know, we can go beyond that with the you know first down chain gang and everything else. Mike, I, I I know this sounds this sounds absurd, but I've I've said this, and I don't want to be that guy that says I've always said this, but I have said this. Yeah, the NFL needs to go, and the play clock as well. You need to go to tenths of a second. Like that's that's the oh, like that's that. the deal in college basketball that we know about. We know that double zero isn't double zero, you know, until it's actually double zero point zero. Like that's and that's the point with the play clock. Like I get it. If if that's if that's how they want to play, if that's how they want to be like exact, like we know that there still is like, you know, a few milliseconds remaining, well then go to the go to the tenths of a second and go to that scenario because that's when you will actually get an idea of when a play clock expires. So I, I, it sounds ridiculous and it may not seem like a big deal, but I actually think that the NFL should actually institute that. Then we won't have these situations like that. Yeah. And, and, you know, just to go back to game strategy, obviously Shanahan, not really willing to, to roll the dice on, on fourth down either. Yeah. Right. Fourth down on, on in plus territory. So 50 or better. And they had multiple punts. And, right on, on fourth and shorts, and, and he, he just a, a totally different way of playing it. And obviously, it's a close game, down distance, whatever. But knowing at that time, other than you know the inability to account for Cooper Cup, uh, you'd done a really good job <laughs> for most of the game. Uh, take nothing away from from Beckham Jr. And I thought uh, Blanton, in relief of Tyler Higby, who went down with the knee injury, coming up with five for fifty-seven. The the screen call. Might have been one of my favorite calls ever. That goes back to lineman downfield, Dan. So, you know, not to, not necessarily on that play, but a, a general gripe I have with the NFL and that, that rule well. or lack thereof as well. But Blanton coming up big for Matthew Stafford as well. So uh, they, they get the victory, earn it, you know, with a three-point win. If you had the 49ers in the hook, you felt pretty good because you at least cashed a ticket. Uh, but now we get to see the, the Rams host the Super Bowl in a big way. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER.
There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. SoFi Stadium, the home to Super Bowl 56. We'll get into all that and much more in our future podcast, but we did want to take a look back at what happened and what transpired this past weekend, and I, for one, am excited to see new blood like Cincinnati into the uh, in the Super Bowl. All right, let's bring in Ryan Pershinger. Our executive producer, he joins Mike Harmon and myself. Get Ryan on Twitter at Ryan Bershinger as we continue our 2022 fantasy draft. And we're not setting lineups here. We're just taking best available players. And we are through 36 picks at this point. If you want to know who we took in the first two rounds of the draft, I suggest you go back and listen to previous podcasts. So, Because for right now, all I'm going to do is just recap what we did in the third round. Mark Andrews was the third tight end off the board at number 25 overall. CeeDee Lamb went next. He was wide receiver 10. George Kittle, another tight end. So tight end four at number 27. Then A.J. Brown, David Montgomery at 29. He was RB14. Saquon Barkley went at 30 at, as an RB15. Then Deontay Johnson, DeAndre Hopkins. 
Hopkins. And then our third round rounded out with Josh Allen being the first quarterback taken off the board. Mike Evans, Calvin Ridley, and then Elijah Mitchell went at 16. So we continue with the draft. Not changing up our order at all. Ryan Bershinger picks, then Mike picks, and then I pick. So, Ryan Bershinger, you have the first pick in the fourth round. You've been on the clock for a week, so this better be a good selection. <laughs> this better be a good selection. Who are you taking with the first pick in the fourth round of the 2022 fantasy football draft? Oh, by the way, PPR scoring league. That's how we are we are doing this. Who do you take in the fir- top of the fir- uh, fourth round? It's funny because I actually have been thinking about this over the past week. Week. You should. Um, yeah, it's, it's a big deal. <laughs> because I'm looking at the way that our draft has gone, and I'm looking at kind of a, a handful of rankings online that are early rankings for next season, and there are a handful of guys that are ranked in the 20s to 30s that we haven't taken yet, and a couple guys that we have kind of debated over into, into how we should approach them this season. Um, I'm going to take one of those guys right now, and that's Aaron Jones here mm. at 37. The reasoning here I have uh, is one, obviously, yes, A.J. Dillon's presence in the Packers offense does make a difference to, AJ, to Aaron Jones's workload. We saw that in the back half of the season. But the talent is there. The investment into Aaron Jones is there. Uh, he's still going to get a ton of touches. He's still going to get a ton of opportunities in an offense that could possibly still retain Aaron Rodgers and still right. be uh, a very strong offense. And my reasoning, too, is I'm also I'm also understanding the reason why we've seen Aaron Jones and Ezekiel Elliott and and some of these guys fall in our draft is we're not only approaching this as overall rankings for next season, but we are three guys who are going to be drafting in fantasy football leagues next season. And I think that that's something that people should take into account when they listen to this, because our hesitancy to take Aaron Jones or Zeke in that top 36 is going to translate to your leagues. People are going to be hesitant to, yeah. taking, to taking these guys, yeah. even if the rankings have them higher. So I think that that's an approach that that people need to understand as they listen to this. Is It's not only about the rankings that we're, we're kind of assembling. It's also the fact that we're three guys drafting and we're showing you what sort of mindsets guys are going to have in your drafts. All right, so Aaron Jones off the board. That's RB17 at number 37. Mike Harmon, you pick at number 38. I am on the board. You know, I, I almost drafted him in our last round, and here I'm going to take Jalen Waddle. Mm-hmm. And the reason and rationale is that there will be a change at quarterback. And while the opportunities may go down right he had a ridiculous target account uh tar- target account like i'm buying stuff online. <laughs> uh tar- target count I-, I swallowed the word count so it sounded like a count in at least how it played in my head um is that i think the quality goes up and the offense is more prolific again owing to what ryan just said of trying to read tea leaves of who's going where and how things fit together, right? It's a snapshot in time as the three of us uh, congregate here. The Jalen Waddle pick is actually when I considered when I took Elijah Mitchell at 36. Just even if it's if Tua is the quarterback, then the volume's going to be there. Volume's still there. But mm-hmm. yeah, but Mike looking at more of the upside. We talked about this 
the end of the third round, specifically at the wide receiver position at a point where you kind of I think you draw a line. Like I, I, I do think that there's a difference between Jalen Waddle and Calvin Ridley and Mike Evans, who we, you know, just ended up taking. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom Brady's likely retirement uh, affects how I would look at Chris Godwin, especially coming off that knee injury. Looks like the Bucks do want him back, but who knows? So I'm going to stay away, kind of, from the wide receiver position. But I'll go to a different question mark. You want to talk about season-ending injuries? This season-ending injury happened at the start of the season. I'm going J.K. Dobbins, uh, Ravens yeah. running back, at number. 39. I still think they're going to run the ball. He will have basically a full year to recover. So that's that's another portion of it that that well, hopefully Cam Akers is laughing at him. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm in this right? Super Bowl. Cam, Cam Akers, you know, ended up being an RB12 for us, going 20th overall. So we aren't we aren't scared about that. So I'm going J.K. Dobbins at number 39 as a running back 18, just because I think the workload will be there, and I am not concerned about the uh, the knee injury that he suffered in the preseason. So Dobbins off the board, number 40, Bershinger, you are back up. Uh, I absolutely agree on Dobbins. I was about to, to take him there as well. So I, Me I, too. So I there. There we yeah. go. There we go. Nice That's job, Dan. Um, great pick by Dan once again. Pick. We've That's said right. that throughout this draft. <laughs> um, really celebrating your whole catalog. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I will go with a wide receiver here. I'm going to take T. Higgins here. At 40 overall, he would be a wide receiver 17. And uh, yeah, I think we saw his explosion uh, in the end of the season. And I think that obviously that Bengals offense is going to roll like crazy next year. So I'll take T Higgins here. Uh, T Higgins off the board. All right. Because I like price shots and opportunity, right? We have the guy who missed a year in Dobbins, Higgins, right? Everybody looks at Jamar Chase, but T Higgins with a very, 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 very nice year as well. Uh, I'm going to go to a guy who uh, either they fix everything or and he comes back or he gets dealt somewhere else, and that's Michael Thomas. Mm. Uh, they're in salary cap hell. As of right now, they have to shed, what, $71 million or something like that um, to make it all work. And who knows what the coaching staff looks like or anything as we sit down to record this, but a guy who was still an all-world talent um, when he last was seen on a field. Uh, so let's let's see if we can get him back in the mix, and maybe not in a New Orleans Saints uniform to do so. Michael Thomas off the board. Sean Payton out. Could Michael Thomas be out as well? Mike wonders. Did you guys watch home team this weekend, by the way? I did not. No. I did not. I got through about half of it. It is a an Adam Sandler production from Happy Madison. <laughs> And it's predictable. Okay. Good to know. Well, I mean, the jokes, I mean, you can see them a mile away. Sure, sure. (laughs) All right. Well, I am going to go with a player who I think could. he was either the best worst fantasy player, uh, the worst best fantasy player, the biggest disappointment uh, that was good, or the best, uh, maybe, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm going down a road where I hope you understand. I'm taking Kyle Pitts at oh, number 42, yeah. the Falcons tight end, because so much was made about Pitts' season. Or a thousand yard season that he had for the Falcons, 68 catches, had over 100 targets. 
But for those of us that did have Kyle Pitts on our fantasy teams, we also know that he had one touchdown. Yeah. And I just yeah, don't I was say how many times you just start him. Yeah. Like <laughs> after could... like week four, in all seriousness, this is, this was the problem is I, I had Kyle Pitts on my team and then they go and they have success. And he has that, that great game in London. You're like back to back weeks. Now it starts rolling. So that like locks you in for like five more weeks of starting him because you're like, geez, I have to start him. He had 163 yards in a game. He also had a touchdown, and he's obviously going to get a touchdown again. Well, that never happened. And and yet, so we look at Kyle Pitts and being like, man, 1,000-yard season in his rookie year. I still think there are opportunities. I don't believe in Matt Ryan at all. And I know that the Falcons may be tied up at that position. But still, if we think Calvin Ridley could be on his way out, I think it could help Kyle Pitts to be there another season. So I'll take Kyle Pitts at number 42. Matt Ryan is going to be the best quarterback in the division. Man, and he stinks. He's not good. I don't I don't know why people still think Matt Ryan's good, but they do. Uh, unless Tom Brady comes back for spite. Yeah, that could be, which would be amazing. That would be for spite. <laughs> all right. Why, why did you come back, Tom? All these reports. Well, you know what? I, I didn't want any of those bleepity bleep bleep to, <laughs> to break it before I did. I had whole whole things planned. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 
21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. All right, halfway through our fourth round, Ryan Bershinger, you are up at number 43. I'm going to take a guy here who I think uh, just got into a rather interesting position. I'll take Josh Jacobs from the Raiders, uh, given the the new head coach there and uh, maybe a new investment in, in the running game. We've, we've seen his talent come through before, and uh, I like that opportunity, so I'll take Josh Jacobs here. All right. Nicely done. RB19. Company coming in. Yes. Were, were you thinking about Josh Jacobs, Mike Carmen, or do you have someone else on your mind at number 44? Well, you know, Jacobs was on on a list, right? The short list of, all right, what do I do with him? Because every time I've decided I liked him and been past investments, he would miss a game or two and then a half of a game and whatever. So it's like, you know, and then I'd I'd end up having to scramble for whomever might be in the backfield for them to uh, find some, some touches along the way. And I'm going through our, our list, and I'm trying, you know, because you never want to be the guy that goes, oh, he was already picked. I don't I don't see Terry McLaurin as having been picked. Oh, there. <laughs> I was I hoping he it. would drop to 45. <laughs> <laughs> and then I could say, like, how I thought maybe McLaurin should have been in that, maybe that borderline and the separation contradicting completely what I said four minutes ago. I think that's a good pick, Mike. <laughs> I was well, like, I'm looking at the list. I go, all right, because I, 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 I had him off on the side, right? You just scribble a couple of names. And I'm looking, I'm like, yeah, did, did I type this wrong? Did I, did I do something to screw this up? So I threw it out there fully expecting it. You're an idiot, Harmon. He was gone at pick 27. Fortunately, it did not. So uh, good pick by me uh, as they try to figure out again what they are in 2022 right questions at the quarterback is it is it taylor heineke is it someone as yet to be named as we've talked about quite a bit here and certainly uh, on on the radio on on fox sports radio all three of us i mean we have no idea like there's not a lot of free agents that make sense so are you swinging big to go draft somebody are you bringing back noted bills fan ryan fitzpatrick i mean what are you doing uh, all, all <laughs> I, I know is this, is I, I think that we're going to have Terry McLaurin of the Washington Commanders. We should officially find out that's, that seems to be the, that seems uh-huh. to be the, 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 the lean. So if you, if you listen to this after February 2nd, when the, when Washington is unveiled and it's completely wrong, please forgive me. But I think everything is Washington commander wide receiver, Terry McLaurin. He ends up being wide receiver number 19. That puts me on the clock for the, uh, the ninth pick in this fourth round. I think 
I, I actually I, I am fairly confident that the quarterback situation will change and change for the better. Not talking about in Washington, but I'm talking about in Carolina. I'm going to take DJ Moore nice. at number 45, where the talent is there. It's just, is there someone there to give him the football? I don't think it's going to be Cam. I don't think it's going to be P.J. Walker. And I really don't think it's going to be Sam Darnold. I think that the Panthers do make a move. I'm going to go D.J. Moore just based on pure talent at this spot at number 45. He is a wide receiver 20. Matt Rule likes his job, guys. I think uh, he's going to find another quarterback. Yeah, yeah, you have to. It's. I don't know how much change is going to be made this offseason with quarterbacks, but that is one place that I think you can uh, guarantee to see a change. All right, Pershinger, we got three picks to go in this fourth round. What is your final pick of today's episode? All right, fine. I, I'll take Ezekiel Elliott here. I, yeah, I think he's. I think he's been available for <laughs> been too set long. Set purgatory for long enough. Yeah, because uh, given other running backs at this spot, you have you have guys who also had huge numbers this season, but don't have teams right now. Um, and unless you are a firm believer in Michael Carter, which I, I think there's a lot of promise there, but it is also the Jets. I, I'm going to take Ezekiel Elliott here, and uh, he, he he should still put up strong numbers. I think this is RB two territory. Uh, this is back half RB2 territory, and I think that expecting at least that from Ezekiel Elliott is not a stretch, so I'll, I'll take Zeke here. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just say this. It reminds me of when my buddy, we had a fantasy draft. This is, like, yeah, three years ago. This has been 2019. He's like, I got A.J. Green as my wide receiver number five. Like, he's my fifth wide receiver. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> I don't know. I think a lot of people would be like, I've got Ezekiel Elliott as my fourth running back. I hope for Bursch's case that it works out, but I just am, I just don't know if it will. But we shall see. You could you could come back and you can mark this episode and rub it in my face if Zeke has a has a great season next year. But I think it looks good on paper. To your point, and I know there was hesitancy in your voice, <laughs> but yeah, you got to take him here. I just don't know how excited people will be with no. the results. We'll see. No. We shall see. Well, Harmon, because, you're up because you already talked about Michael Carter. I'm not taking Michael Carter now. He's got to wait for another episode. He goes to Purgatory. <laughs> no, legitimately, he's he's on the short list. Uh, but I will go with a team that will run the ball. And obviously, you went and, and took the running back with his new coach. McDaniels leaves, but fully expect Damian Harris to continue to have a big role in New England. Damian Harris is one of the few Patriot running backs that you could actually trust. It's a very rare commodity on 20 years, isn't it? Yes, yes. Except when Corey Dillon was running around, but even then, that's the back end of the 90s. In my my final pick, and I'm just going to say this to wrap it up, I always think you guys make great picks and then my picks are awful. So I always feel like, like, man, you know, like these, that's a good guy. And then I'm sitting there taking guys that I'm like, I don't know. Uh, There's, so that's how I feel. That was a good sound effect. Make sure you grab that one, Ryan. I think everybody understands, everybody understands that sort of, uh, sort of scenario that you're in i mentioned this guy earlier ah, actually you know what no i'm going to move off of him i was gonna, i was i was i was going i was going to take i was going to take chris godwin and that is not going to happen i i just i i don't know what's going to happen in tampa and i i hope that he's he's fully healthy jeez ah, do i do it do i not do it you know what? I'm going to take AJ Dillon at number 48. Okay, I know this is crazy. This may be absurd, but 
if Aaron Rodgers doesn't return, I think that they are going to be running the football a lot. Mm-hmm. And I like A.J. Dillon. I, that's, we have Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon going in the same round. You want to talk about bad picks, uh, there's <laughs> one by me, but I'm going to take A.J. Dillon to wrap up this fourth round. All right, guys. That, that's it for the fourth round. Quick thoughts from Bershinger before we let him go. I think it's really interesting that you have two guys who finished, I believe, in the top seven or eight in running back this past season in James Conner and Leonard Fournette that we we haven't taken because we don't know where they're going to play next season. And I think that that's something to take into account as people listen to this is um, these guys who have question marks. Once you understand where their value is, what team they're going to be on, they could pretty easily be uh, in, in the top three rounds next season. So uh, the, those are my thoughts thus far. Mike Harmon, your final take. I'll let you have the last word. No, well, I, I think it's been a fun four rounds, uh, some surprise, but I think Bursch's point, uh, you know, just to, you know, pile on to that is it's a moving target right even in draft season a draft you do on monday looks completely different by thursday based on a pulled hamstring a twisted ankle or a report that a quarterback went 0 for 15 in red zone Mm -hmm. right because everybody lives and dies by those reports as silly as they may be sometimes uh of course speaking to the red zone practices you know the second week of camp and things of that nature but you know right now there's there's so much uncertainty and and the nfl for the elongated draft season for us and and it's great because we'll bleed out of the super bowl into real draft season we've seen more trades Mm -hmm. in the last couple of years and this one i i don't i may be completely off base I got a feeling our silly season this year is going to be really crazy. Mm. And you're going to see a lot of names, picks, and players moved. I, I I would be all for it because I'm not sure how silly it's going to be. They may be sillier than my picks. I just like to go upside <laughs> with guys. That's that's it. You know, no, Dylan, I, I'm with you. J.K. Dobbins, you know, it may not work out, but I'd rather buy low and sell high if I can. All right, there it is. I want your flags. Four rounds in the books for our 2022 fantasy draft. So for Ryan Bershinger, our executive producer, that you can get on Twitter at Ryan Bershinger. And for the one and only Mike Harmon, you can find on Twitter at Swollen Dome. I'm Dan Beyer. Hit me up at Dan Beyer on Fox. And we will talk to you next week looking ahead to Super Bowl 56 here on I Want Your Flex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. 
Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card. Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex.